welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. Bonjour, je m'appelle Sam, ça va? Going with the French again? Is that a repeat? Well, yeah, but I didn't say I said a sentence. That you could was... have replied, but I forgot you were too basic to do French, weren't you? <laughs> what did you say? I said, hello, my name is Sam. How are you? Okay. So, Were you okay? I think. So our French listeners can uh, be like, oh, yeah. Um, hold on. Uh, do I know what the French for good is? Bon? Maybe. No, so, I don't think so. No. Okay, fine. Anyway. Uh, in, in today's <laughs> podcast, we're going to give uh, Sam another car quiz. Which uh, hopefully you'll be able to play along at home. I'm going to nail this one, guys. It's yeah. 90% and above. This is more Sam's uh, Sam's wheelhouse. We'll do a short F1 update after that, I yeah. think. Um, oh, then we've got uh, a car story for you. Yeah. And I've got a short chat about why we're not sort of updating older cars. So modern cars. Yeah. Stuff from late 90s, 2000s that... Really, what people want is better infotainment, you know, a way mm-hmm. of connecting up their phone. Yeah. Um, past that, if the engine could be a little bit more efficient, it was, if it was sort of tuned back to factory, they'd get a bit more efficiency out of it and probably be happy. You've just done the section. <laughs> probably pretty much that whole thing, haven't I? <laughs> Shall we crack on with the quiz, Sam? Yeah, come on then. This is F1 uh, track records. Yep. So I've got 11 racetracks for you. Mm-hmm. And at these 11 racetracks, you're going to have to put them in order. Are they a V10 era? Yeah. Or are they V6 hybrid? So that's era? for the fastest lap track. For their fastest lap at these tracks. So yep. I'll give you all 11 tracks. It's 11 so that they can well, be... We can a... do them as we go if you want. I'm that confident we can just do them as we go. No, no, I'll give it so the people at home can write them down. Okay. Well, yeah. Read them out now then, then we'll... Okay. Uh, Albert Park, Bahrain International Circuit, Shanghai International Circuit, Monza, Inst- uh, Istanbul Park, Imola... Uh, the Spanish Grand Prix Circuit de Catalunya, Monaco, uh, Red Bull Styrian, uh, Austrian Grand yeah. Prix, Silverstone, and Belgium Frankschamps Spa. Yeah, that's the tracks I've got. Sam, do you want to? Are you going to give me sort of all the V10s and all the V6 hybrids? Or no, no, just gonna... read them out one by one because I wasn't listening, and then we'll. Yeah, we'll okay. Go, I'll just tell you what the answer is. So. <laughs> He's confident on this one. Okay. I think I'll get at least 75%. I've, n- I've nudged it down a little bit from 90. Yeah, because but... you've heard the tracks I've given you now, and I've deliberately so, put in yeah. a little bit more yeah, challenge yeah. there. Hopefully you can't see my... No, I can't. Okay. You're also looking at my pad. So I won't give you them in the same order I gave you them there. Uh, well, I'll start with Belgium then. Belgium okay. Grand is Spa. V10. Incorrect. What? The lap record is it was made in the V6 hybrid era. Mental. Yeah. I That's know. insane. I was surprised by that one. But yeah, I thought that was a nailed one. Yeah. Okay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> We've knocked his confidence early on, everyone. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering if I could get up. Do you want the uh, who who set the lap times? Uh, I'm not that fast. Okay. <laughs> now that he's not got one right, he's not interested yet. Let me um, just make sure we're recording okay. Yeah, we're fine. Okay. Very good. Uh. Well, let's take you back home. Silverstone. V10. Incorrect. Really? Yep. That is also V6 hybrid era. Huh. Well, I have to get this one right then. (laughs) Istanbul Park. V10. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Point on the board for Sam. Very good. 2-1 down. Uh, The Red Bull Styrian. Spa. Uh, Not Spa, sorry. um, Styrian, yeah. The Styrian Grand Prix or Austrian Grand Prix? Huh. You see, that is a tricky one. 
because there are a lot of corners. See, and the V6 turbo hybrids are better around the corners, but it's quite a high speed track and it's quite easy. Gonna go V10. It's incorrect. Ah, <laughs> Left okay. him hanging there a little bit. No, V6 hybrid era. Okay. Monza. V10. You going V10? Yeah. V10. I've already, I've already ticked it. V <laughs> <laughs> V10's correct. Uh, Monaco. Ah, oh, see, that's a tricky one. Yeah, that, that's why I've put it in hybrid. the quiz. Good. Yeah. yeah, it is the hybrid era, V6 hybrid era of Monaco set. I wonder if that is because... The that's that's track... the equaliser, by the way. It's three all now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wonder if that is because the um, the track has changed and evolved over the last sort of 20 years. Possibly. I mean, it's not been evolving about, a lot. If you think about how good these are through the corners. Yeah. Which is where they make up the... Well, how, how they the slower speed corners. Yeah, they're okay. much quicker through. Uh, Shanghai International Circuit. Hmm. They haven't been there for a few years now, have they? I'm trying to think the last time they were in Shanghai. They were in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go V10 for that one, I think. You locking in V10? Yes. Tried to shake him, but he stuck with it, and it's yeah. correct. Yeah, V10. Just thinking about the longer straights and the, there's some fast corners there. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, the Spanish Grand Prix, Circuit to Catalonia. We talked about this the other day, so I should know the answer. Yeah. So obviously, this is the track they use yeah. for testing pre-season. So obviously, they're all familiar with it. All the drivers are familiar with it. It doesn't usually give us the best uh, overtaking race no, because of the way the, overtaking because of the way it's set up. But. Against my better judgment. Because I think you've put this one in there to be a bit of a tricky one. V6. Yes, V6 oh. hybrid era. Good. Thought I'd throw you there, but... Uh, uh, Albert Park, so Australia. Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne. Um, V6. V10. Ah. Yeah. We've got two left. Looking so promising. The score is currently one, two, three, four, five, four to me. Oh, so I've got to shake you on both you, of these. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Imola. Oh, yeah, it can't be a draw, can it? Imola. V10. V6 hybrid era. Ooh. But I think, thinking back, I'm not sure. Um, I, I cannot. I can't think in my head when the V10s ever ran there. Because mm, of Monza, because they, they, I don't think Italy have ever had two. Ah, so there would have been a transition point, and after yeah. Senna's death, I've just, I don't, I'm not no, sure. No, I think, I think they would have had them there. I yeah, think. yeah. I just, I but don't I know. Wrong, I can't but... think off the top of my head the year no. that transition to Monza's happened. So, so I get half a point for that one. Then. Why? What did you say? <laughs> you said V10, didn't you? Yeah. Well, if it was V6, there, then. V6, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's all on this then. So. The, Bahrain International Circuit. V10. Good. Yes. <laughs> Correct. So I actually think Sebastian might have the right record there. Um, it, uh, I think I'm the king of Formula One. I think it was what that's just shown. Sebastian, but I don't think it's Sebastian Vettel. Because um, it was set by Michael Schumacher there and then it was beaten, I think, the next year oh, in okay. the V10 era. And then I think it became... I mean, I think they went to V8 or something. I'm going to have a look. Have a look. Yeah, Bahrain. Basically, so, that's okay. just said that I am the Don of Formula One so, knowledge. Was it 6.5? It was. So for, for those I of you... I think as your idol once said, yeah. 
winning is winning. Doesn't, doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile, mate. So just um, in case you're playing along at home, for the V10 era, it was Albert Park, that's Australia, uh, Bahrain International Circuit, Shanghai International Circuit, Monza, the Italian Grand Prix Monza, and uh, Istanbul Park in Turkey, Turkish Grand Prix. For the V6 hybrid era, it was Imola, again Italy, uh, the Circuit de Catalunya, Spanish Grand Prix, at Monaco, uh, Red Bull Styrian Grand Prix, um, the Austrian Austrian Grand Prix, Silverstone, British Grand Prix, um, and it was Belgium, Frankerchamps Spa, Belgium's Grand Prix. Silverstone's this weekend, actually, now, when this is released anyway. Good, yeah. <laughs> Did I did I say sorry? Imola. It was Imola. Was the V six hybrid? Did I? Did I yeah, yeah. Did. I did say it was V six. I from bet here. you won't get who got the lap record at Bahrain. It was in two thousand five. Yeah. Um, you won't get it. Was it? it I'll like, give you eighty six guesses. Excellent. <laughs> wasn't Montoya? Was it? No. Uh, um, Begins with P. Pablo. Nope. <laughs> um. Oh, Joe, you know I can give you the car as well if you want. You still won't get it. Yeah, give me the McLaren. car. Yeah, I know. It was. It wasn't Boemi. P. No, because his name was Sebastian. Yeah. Um, Pedro de la Rosa. Oh, you did get it. That's annoying. <laughs> Pedro de la Rosa. Two thousand and five. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I said two thousand and five at the beginning, so you're not getting. A, oh, you're okay. not getting credit Fair for enough. that. Fair enough. Well, the bonus point if anyone wanted it. <laughs> Okay, well, that, that was for our fun F1 Chris. Some F1 updates. Uh, we will just mention F1 race reports do go up on the Miles Driven website. So if you listen to this... And yeah, you... this isn't going to be like an in-depth... No, no, but just like, if... Of, of a race, is it? Because that's what they're for. This is just no. going to be more of a chat about how we think the season's going. It's just if someone's thinking, oh, I missed so-and-so uh, race, and they want to just have a quick look. And uh, I think I did quite a few of them as quick recaps because the studio was being built. Mm-hmm. Um, the YouTube ch- channel was starting. There wasn't as much chance as I would have liked to um, to develop uh, or to, to write out some of them. So there'll be some of them will be a bit shorter, but they'll still be there. Yeah. So you know, if you're just thinking to yourself, what happened in Monaco again, or mm-hmm. you know, oh, what, what the start? What happened in Albert Park? I can't. I mean, remember. I should probably read them. To be- Do you know what? Actually, I was looking through Sky F1 for highlights of something. Of the last, I think I can't remember what race it was. It was a race that I missed because I've missed quite a few this season. And it, the highlights that were available, sorry, <coughs> I just choked on some air. The highlights that were available to me, I was just scrolling through, and it said Albert Park, and I thought that's weird that we haven't been there yet. And genuinely, I completely blanked that we've been to Australia. Oh, because okay. it was like Ted. Oh no, it's Ted's notebook I was looking for. Yeah, and it said the notebook for Albert Park, and I was like. Was there a Grand Prix last weekend? Did I miss it? Was it this weekend? Have I just missed it? I had to go back through the calendar and realise it was about three or four weeks ago yes. now. Well, probably yeah, more, was, probably more yeah. like six yeah, weeks Yeah, it was ago. a while ago now, yeah. And I was just like, oh, and do you know what? I realised I watched it because it was at six <laughs> o'clock, wasn't it? I remember yeah, it waking was. up because yeah. Cat was away. I remember um, I woke up to watch it. I woke up early to watch it as well. I can't remember whether I was at home or I was away, but I was, I was somewhere, home and away. There we go. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so... I, well, do you remember what the last Grand Prix we just we mentioned about on the podcast was? Oh, God, no idea. I don't think we've been talked to. Oh, we have talked I mean, about we did, it. Have yeah. We did, haven't we? So, I mean, we, I think we've definitely had Monaco since. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the last the last one, the most recent one, was Canada, which was a week and a bit ago now. Yeah. So, if we if we talk about uh, Monaco, 
Spain. Yeah. And Canada. And Canada. Yeah. That's just, a... Yeah, we'll sort of talk about those. And just a, it's, a, it's more of a, just a general chat about how we think the season's going. And how it's evolving for teams. So, yeah. do, do, should we start off with this, the major issue that's affecting... Uh, well, it's affecting all teams to some extent. But, but others... affecting the loudest complaining team... So there's more the, than others. <laughs> there's the porpoising issue that we've heard about yeah. the bouncing. Oh, sorry, and Baku. Sorry. I, I oh yeah, of course. To mention, yeah, 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 yeah. So Baku's yeah. in there as well, Azerbaijan. Um, I think it was more pronounced at Baku than anywhere else. Yeah, they seem to get their act together. Uh, if we're talking about Mercedes specifically, yeah, they seem to get their act together much better in Canada. They uh, did. Alpine seem to have found a way to manage it quite mm-hmm. well, um, because there was talk after the. After Azerbaijan, well, after Baku, people were saying, well, the reason Russell was moving around okay and Hamilton wasn't was that he's younger and that he's a bit taller in the way he sits in the car. But, of course, that exact blueprint is happening at Alpine. Yeah. You have a younger, taller driver yeah. mixed with an older world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, aren't, they weren't, you know, Alonso wasn't crawling out of the car. So yeah. it shows that Alpine have managed this a bit better. I may be sceptical. I know we try and remain as balanced as possible, but I think some of that, I'm not saying that it yeah, yeah. it was all made up, but I yeah. think some of it was a bit of propaganda because they've realised how badly behind they are in terms what of the championship. Because, I mean, they're not behind, it's not like they're Williams from four years ago. Yeah, let's just get. But up then you know they're not stands. they're not finishing at the back. But for them, they're not anywhere near where they, I guess, would expect to be. Really, I mean, they expect so to be fighting at the front. Top I three, I think some really... of it, to an extent, if I'm putting my skeptical hat on, I think some of it is potentially a bit of propaganda. Getting out of the car, you see the cameras there, sit on the side of the car for a couple of minutes, holding you back, making it really obvious. You know, you're trying to f- maybe force the changes that you could maybe make a couple of upgrades that are going to help you because you realise you're so far behind where Red Bull, Ferrari The thing I think, are, if we're just talking about the constructors for a moment, and mm-hmm. this is the standings after Canada. I mean they're third, aren't they? Uh, there, there is we're talking this, about the same. There's this huge gap which I thought wasn't going to happen this year. But oh no no the new regulations, Miles yeah. mean that the racing will be a lot closer, There will nobody will be winning races by big margins and everything will be up for grabs for everyone so if you could just read the standings yeah. for us, that'd be great. I was just going to say, for the constructors, the top three, so it's Red Bull, who are out a, a good way in front, 304 points. Mm-hmm. The second, Ferrari, 228 points, which is no surprise considering how many races they haven't finished. Yeah. Uh, and I do Although feel we forget, for them. We forget, I'm not knocking them. At the we do I feel, forget that Red Bull haven't finished a couple of races as they, well. At the start of the Perez season. Perez has had a couple. Verstappen had one. Perez didn't finish Canada either. Yeah. Um, then it's uh, Mercedes at 188. So they're also in that sort of top. Yeah, they're in, they're in the fight. Next, do you want to guess what the next number... Do you want to guess what the next team Below is? Below 100. Yes. Next team? 80s? No. Less? Yeah. 60s? Yes. Um, Alpine? No. no it's... Mm, don't tell me. Um, is it McLaren? Surely it is it's McLaren. Not. Really? Yeah. God, they've been so bad. Uh, I think they had a few consistent sort of yeah um, see, if you mid, finish sort of seventh and eighth ninth if you can you have can four races some, where you yeah. get sort of a fifth and a fourth i think norris had a fourth yeah i think he did he had a fourth in uh, somewhere um have we been to italy yet we've been to imola haven't we i believe sorry so i was just seeing if they had that's yeah right. anyway we've norris has to... finished fourth and so mclaren at like 65 that. points yeah uh, okay. alpine are very close behind them tucked in behind them at 57 points okay 
and then Alfa Romeo at 51 points. I, I just want to say, yeah, amazing jobs by yeah, both of the drivers. By both of those two Alfa Romeo drivers. Alfa Romeo last season were at the back fighting 16th, Williams. 17th. Yeah. If they could basically go out and fight Williams. And yeah. that's what Kimi Wright... I mean, this was a world champion they had yeah. in their car. I think it's really... It's been, it's been such a good season for Bottas so far. And yeah. I think he's almost overshadowing how good Joe's been. Yes, definitely. Or go on, Joe's... go on you. Yeah, as we're <laughs> yes. sort of, as his name does lend itself to sound like go on you yeah. whenever yeah. people are saying it. So. The, the thing for, for Joe, when he's come in, you know, this is his first season in, um, in F1. Yeah. Okay. Now, if we look at other drivers who are who have also recently had that, so you have got Mick Schumacher, yeah, Sonoda, uh, Sonoda, I put in the same bracket as Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, what Schumacher's I'm saying been is, struggling a little bit. Schumacher's been struggling. We had um, Mazepin came in for a season. He struggled That's a lot. Just, yeah, but if you see how drivers have struggled coming in, yeah, and then Joe seems to have basically he's come in, he's got his act together straight away. Yes, he okay. He's not finishing the top five. No one would expect him to. No, of course they wouldn't. But wouldn't. to to get that car into the points on any race day. Especially, a... I think, given that he's had such a contentious entry to Formula One as well, when he wasn't the expected driver to come in, was he? he Everyone wasn't... was expecting um, the, uh, Piastri to come in, who they're well, Piastri... potentially coming in next year now. The, the way it was going to work, I think, was that Piastri was going to go somewhere else, and so it, uh, the driver's market would have changed a little bit. But there yeah. basically wasn't that. You couldn't quite see where the opening would be for Joe if he was mm-hmm. going to come in. Um, on the drivers side i've got the drivers championship already you got that up in front yeah. of you i was going to say just one thing you can go through the, the numbers but there is it's at least unlike the constructors where we basically had the top three yeah there is at least a bit more openness, it's a bit more like a ladder yes that's right that's a good way of putting it if you want to it's, it's a ladder it? with all the rungs in it effectively really so obviously we've got max verstappen leading 175 yeah. How many races do you want to not finish? Do you want to run down and try and guess them as we go? Just as a little. Yeah, okay. So, okay. so Max, I haven't got the stats for finishing and stuff. No, no. Uh, Max first, 175. Second. Leclerc? No. Third. Oh. Um, Sainz? No. The other one. Oh, Perez. Yeah. Perez <laughs> on 120, <laughs> 129. You've already guessed Leclerc, Leclerc. 126. So uh, there's only three points between them. Russell? Russell is fourth. Because he keeps getting yeah. there. Um, well, he's finished in the top five of every race. Yeah. So, so do you know what? I, I, he's in contention at the moment. What's, what's his points? What's so we've got Max 175. Max is, at the moment, if you were looking at it sceptically again, at the moment, you'd say Max has checked out at the top. So he's got 175. Yeah. His closest is Perez on 129. So we're 46 points behind. I know that's not that much, but considering the gaps for everyone else, it's it's... One of the bigger gaps, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Perez one two nine, Leclerc one two six, and then Russell one eleven. So he's fifteen points off Leclerc. Sorry, and to be yeah. fair, if it if if we if we're just taking it as this, and we say this is near the end of the season, if Russell was to get a third in the drivers' championship this season, be good going. For monumental, him. I think would be. But anyway, do you, want, do you want to carry he on just, down the list? He has, he has been very consistent, hasn't well, he? Well, top five every race. The only driver to have done it this season. He is the only driver to finish in the top five in every race. Yeah. I'm just, sorry, I was just trying to think if there's anything. And, that... you know, we, we, I don't think we can play down that he has, apart from in Canada, he has beaten his teammate at every race, hasn't he? Uh, apart I from think. Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Again. 
we're talking about a seven-time world champion. Yeah, so I'm just trying to think if there was a race where possibly Russell didn't. But um, I don't, no, I think you might be right. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Hamilton's finished in the top five. Might have had a fourth finish at some point, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, but I mean, it's still a it's massive a, achievement. Again, he's he's ahead on qualifying and results. Again, it's that thing of he's coming into a new team. Okay, he's an experienced Formula One driver now. We won't call him a rookie because yeah. he's been at Williams for quite a while, and he was consistent with his performance at Williams when he could be. Yeah, as yeah. in you know, he, he put in the qualifying. Well, he laps. led that team. Yeah, well, he was always dri- uh, driving their development because. Mm-hmm. I suppose, not to be unfair to Latifi, I just think it's Williams kind of had to pick one person they're really following because they can't make two cars. No, of course. Worth of you know, of course. if you've got uh, Verstappen and Perez at Red Bull and Perez is saying, I'm getting more speed out of the car with X, Y, Z and, and Verstappen is saying something slightly different, they can say, well, let's put the, the changes on your cars, run you out there and see who's faster. Yeah. And start to say, okay, some of it's going to be driving style, but if Verstappen's gaining two tenths with his changes and we're seeing your Delta stay the same with your changes, mm-hmm. then we're going to put Verstappen check. Like, they can, they can do that. Yeah. Williams could never do that. No, it of was course they couldn't. George, you know, what can you do? And the Tifi would obviously be putting in his words, but they just don't have the ability to run both cars against yeah. each other. And I think a lot of teams are in that, that scenario. It's mm-hmm. just... And I'm not saying that they, they don't have necessarily all of the resources of money because there is a cost cap. It's having all the expertise that goes along with it. It's why, even though Aston Martin are having a poorer season, they have a world champion. So they do, they're going to, if Vettel says something, they'll listen. They're going to say, look, there's a four time world champion saying to us this. Let's make that change, see if it works. The same effect Alonso has at Alpine, the same effect Hamilton will have at Mercedes. Yeah. And now Verstappen will have um, with Red Bull. There will be that. But. Some of those teams can obviously say, hmm, we've got the team yeah, and enough resources to be able to say, well, let's run both your changes at the same time yeah, and see really where is the benefits, you know. Mm-hmm. He makes a fair point. Yeah. Uh, so we are currently fourth with Russell on 111. Fifth position? You've already said Signs. it. Yeah, Signs. Yeah, signs on 102. So he's only nine points behind. Sixth, uh, probably uh, should get sixth. Um, sixth place, who am I thinking of? Uh, Alonso. No, think a bit more obvious. Well, is it Hamilton? Yeah. Is he in sixth? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's sixth on 77 points. So he's 35 right. off fifth at this point. I, I so that, that's where probably one of the larger rung gaps yeah. is if we're talking. So you've got oh, yeah. Verstappen, there's a rung missing. Perez, Leclerc, Russell, Science, half a rung missing. Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Then we drop down to 50 points for number seven. Uh, either Alonso or Ocon. No. Oh, I thought Alpine were having a great season. They're, so they're not have, having a bad season. But not, not as great as others. Not as so good. I, I think, I think this, you might struggle on this one, to be Gasly? fair. No. Gasly's I'm going to give you it because you've guessed twice, Go which on. was the rule last week. Yeah, yeah, quiz. that's fair. Uh, Lando Norris. Oh, for, oh God, I completely forgot my Yeah, but, no, but he's had some bad results, so he I has, wouldn't have expected also... you to get that. Yeah, I yeah. would think that if you thought about it, you'll get number eight, who's on 46 points, only four behind. Ricardo. No, he's, uh, he's a way off. Oh, 46 points? Yeah, so only four behind Lando. Am I going to keep plugging away at Alpine? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Uh... Think about someone that we've just talked about who's having a really good season. Who's having a good... Oh... 
Oh, Bottas. Yeah, Bottas. Yeah, because Bottas had... I'll tell you what, the start of this season, yeah. he was actually racing up against Russell. Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking fourth it was, and fifth. It was bizarre. It's like, <laughs> is there an Alfa Romeo racing against a Mercedes yeah. on track? Because he beat Lewis a few races. And we uh, were, was a, the start a part of us were all quite happy that he was sort of up there and mixing it. And able to having fight. Having left Mercedes. You know, yeah, yeah. Every, every lap, yeah. So I would say, if you go back to what you were thinking for nine and ten, but can you get them the right way around? Ooh. Uh, so one of them... Has got thirty nine points. One of them's only got eighteen. Who's been breaking down or crashing or anything like that? Uh, I suppose the problem is they can do quite well in the race and then just end up, you know, tenth or twelfth yeah. or something. I'll go Alonso and then Ocon. Oh, wrong way round. Really? It's Ocon. Ocon's oh, thirty nine. Alonso eighteen. Good on Ocon that he's able to. You know, at the end of the day, his teammates are world champion. That's got to be intimidating. So the same issue Str- Stroll's going to be yeah. having and. The same for, for Perez now and the same for Russell. You know, yeah, it, precisely that. Your teammate's a world champion. It's difficult to... So that was the only that was the last sort of jumped gap, if you like. So it's 39 to 18. I'll read you the rest of the points from yeah, here, down, and then we'll guess them. So for Alonso on 18, 11th place, 16, then 15, 15, 13, 11, 5, 3, 3, 0, 0. I've taken one out. Nico, Nico Hulkenberg's one of the ones with zero, but he's been put on there because he's done a race. So I've taken him out. Which race not... did it, who did he race for? Uh, he raced for Vettel when he had COVID. Yeah, it was the start of the season, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, okay. Oh, he did so we're looking races. at yeah. P11 now. Mm. If you're Ricardo. struggling, I can... If you're, no. If you're struggling, I can give you the car. Then you can say mm. the driver. I'm just trying to think who's been sort of sneaking into the, the back of the points. You've said but... him already. Uh, Gasly? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, next one, I think if you thought about it for a while... They're, they're both, to be fair, the next two drivers are both on 15, so. Vettel and Stroll? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> You've said one of them twice. Oh, okay. Uh, 15 points? Yeah. You've got to have had sort of an 8, 7th, uh, and a few maybe. So think of one you said a couple of times that you thought was obviously higher. Um, said Gasly a few, Snowder? No. I haven't said Snowder. No, that was your two guesses for those two, yeah, I'm afraid. Okay. What was it? So, Kevin Magnussen. Oh, and I've been having a great season. Daniel Ricciardo. Oh. <laughs> so, after that, 13 points. Now, yeah. I'm going to make this glaringly obvious, but I think the most fantastic 13 points that have ever been scored in Formula yeah, 1 history. Is battle, mate? <laughs> the King Sebastian yes. is in 14th, right. which is heroic. Yep. If so, you ask me, drive, driving a bag of bolts around in a trolley. <laughs> yeah. um, after that, 15th place, 11 points. Stroll? No. Snowda. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, now we're down to five points in 16th place. Uh, how many How many drivers left have scored one, points? Uh, one, two, three. You've got three left to guess that have got points. Would you like to? Would you like to guess the two that don't to eliminate them? Yeah, well, I don't think Latifi's scored. Latifi's not got points. There's one other, which I think if you think about how many times they might not have finished a race. Albon? No, he has got points. Oh, he did have a points finish. Uh, Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Oh, I feel for Mick Schumacher. No so points you've got, at all. So you've got three drivers left. Do you want me to give you the three drivers? Because you've run yeah, through just so, so many. I'm, yeah. So we've got, in no particular order, Alex Albon, Lance Stroll, and Go On You. Is Go On You the Show top Guan Yu. of those? Uh, yes, he yeah. is. So go Sonoda, <laughs> then go on you. <laughs> so you've got Albon and Stroll remaining. To be fair, they've both got three points. 
So is Albon ahead of Stroll? Do you know what? He is. That's yes. weird, isn't it? <laughs> Old AA is ahead of LS. Yes, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where we're standing at the moment. I mean... Any particular races where you think that there's been a result that surprised you? Because Baku didn't particularly... I mean, I was surprised how much Mercedes struggled if we're talking about how far back they were. But for yeah. where the podiums finished... I would I say Baku because I think Seb finished... He Did finished he? quite high up. But yeah. I was going to say uh, Leclerc didn't finish the race. Neither yeah, did Sainz. I don't necessarily always find it surprising if a driver doesn't finish. Oh, I see what you're I saying. Because I sort of expect... You know when you... Uh, I don't know if you guys watch it on... If you watch it live or if you watch the highlights or whatever. But if you do watch well, it live... if you live, watch it at all. Yeah. Well, if you, don't, if you don't watch it, I'm assuming you've turned off by now. Or skipped ahead, yeah. But if you do watch it, um, I don't know if you're like me, you're watching it. The race, there's always a lull in any race. There's always a point where you sort of... There is. You catch yourself, you're either looking at your phone or you're doing what what typically some blokes will do. When it we used to be at the right time, when it always used to be at sort of one o'clock, you'd just have had a Sunday lunch, you sort of drift off in front of the Formula One. Yeah. There's always a point some that you're waiting playing. for where you're just following a you know, either a close battle or just some meaningless driving because there's nothing, mm. a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And then in the top left, you just see that little yellow flag, sector one, yellow flag, sector two, and you're waiting for that, for the camera to pan in on someone broken mm. down or in a barrier or... It doesn't surprise me as much if that is a, I don't know, a Ferrari, a Mercedes, a Red Bull, because it happens. Yeah, okay. Surprising for me is like when you've got like a, I don't know, a, a Norris, a Vettel, a Gasly on a podium or in the four, in fourth position, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what that, you mean. That's, yeah. that's where I get the, the surprises from. So for me, the most surprising race, you know what, I'm going to go with something that's probably not that surprising, but I just didn't think they'd get their act together in any way at all. I'm going to go Canada. With Mercedes? With Mercedes, yeah. third and fourth. I know that they're helped out by Perez for not finishing Leclerc starting at the back and not making his way through the field. Well, but they still had to do their thing and they had to get their strategy calls right. And, I mean, George might argue that he didn't have as good a strategy, but they did the best with what they had. And I think that was a pretty good going for Mercedes. And I'm not a massive Mercedes lover, so it takes a lot of me to say that. I think the, <laughs> that's a fair point, mate. <laughs> I, I think the, one of the issues that arose in Canada was the DRS train. This is what Leclerc, he yeah. just hit the back of a, a DRS train, couldn't overtake. Martin Brundle made a really good point, and he said, I think we need to look at shortening some of these DRS zones. Oh, I heard the that, The back yeah. straight in Canada, I think, is too long. The trouble is that then you have, the on the other side, drivers would say, if it's any shorter, because on the, on the uh, main straight, yeah. they very rarely get an overtake done. Oh, yes, yeah, it's not long enough. Because it's not long enough. So it's that problem, if, isn't it? If, you, if we're after my personal opinion, I would get rid of DRS altogether. And put the V10s in. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we can't. <laughs> if we're talking about realistic things that we could do, yeah. I'd get rid of DRS altogether. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it was interesting. The cars can follow closer now. So you, you, you've, it, we've not eliminated it, but we've reduced that problem a lot. If you got rid of DRS last season, you wouldn't have had an overtake because yeah. they couldn't follow each other. They, they can follow each other a bit more now. I think there's still some work to do. There's still some work to do. I mean, they, they introduced it so that they could actually get some overtaking done. Yeah. Um, now the fact that cars are following each other and they're following each other much better than they were before, are we just basically setting these cars up so they only make change? You know, they're only changing places in DRS zones. Does that make it too predictable? That could be what I think would yeah. bring up the DRS conversation, because 
yes, okay, they've got their batteries, they can charge them up. But it, what, what they obviously F1 wants to avoid is uh, a, a couple of years ago, if you if you missed the Formula One, and you said, uh, "Oh, I wonder who won," the the standard answer was Hamilton won. Yeah. Even it didn't matter where he started; he's probably won the race. I mean, he just just on by chance, he would have won the race. Yeah. And so now with the new cars, the idea was that even if there had been, you know, even if Mercedes had continued their strength, mm-hmm. which maybe they'll come back to later in this season, but even if they had, there would have been more action for yeah. people to then say, "Well, Hamilton just nicked it," instead of Hamilton was two laps out well, in front. I think Bottas there has behind been him, you know? more action. Certainly. Not the action we were promised. No. Or what they ideally wanted. But then you wonder if that is because DRS. Quite possibly. I mean, if we didn't have the virtual safety cars, which again, you could say, well, why are you saying if we didn't have the virtual safety cars? They happen all the time. Because then you matter. have to have a full safety car. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I mean, if you're saying, if we, well, why, why, why is your point that if we didn't have the virtual safety car or a safety car happening oh, in right. a race, yeah. Yeah. then things would be different because, you know, that's Formula One. There'll always be a safety car or a, or a VSC. I'm just saying that I think Canada, the last race, if we hadn't had any VSCs or the safety car, Max is winning that race by 30, 40 seconds. He was, where was he, about 12 seconds in the lead? Yeah. And then they brought the pack back together. Interestingly, to go with the DRS conversation, Sainz had 10 laps younger tyres than Max, was right behind him at the restart, had DRS every lap on that back straight, couldn't get past him. This was the problem, I think, is that they were saying that the cars are always tuned in slightly different ways. Yeah. The Red Bulls probably just had a little bit more speed I anyway. He always got a really good drive off the hairpin at the bottom as well. Yeah. Well, I think that was driven by the fact that there's two zones that Sainz was trying to make the overtake, yeah. which means for the rest of the lap, uh, Verstappen can try and charge the batteries up yeah. to get himself as much defence as possible. So mm-hmm. even without DRS, he's got the batteries <clears throat> boosting him. Yeah, and then he doesn't have to use them again for the rest, and that's just a quirk of Canada. It's how it's set up, but you can. I mean, there have been overtakes at that track outside of the straights previously. Yeah, it's just now they're so powerful the DRS areas that people kind of don't try and make the move further along because why would you risk your race? Yeah, we saw. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, At the start of the race, Magnussen tried to make a move sort of around the outside of Hamilton. Front wings clipped, completely ruined his race. Like, yeah, because he had to. No, really, he, eventually, yeah. he had to come in, and that yeah. was it. He comes in, he comes out the back, and that's it. You're stuck. Same problem Leclerc had. Start at the back. Yeah, I think they left him too long. I think they left him in that. There that, was I think, that poor train strategy. Too yeah. long. If they should have brought him in a bit earlier, I know it would have put him further back. But then everybody else is then going to pit under the virtual safety car. At that point, you can get past a few of them. I just think they sort of said, well, we're here. There's not a lot we think we can do. So they sort of stuck with a bad choice for too many laps. And he was visually frustrated. Did you see him when he came out after his pit stop? Because he had a slow pit stop, didn't he? Mm. When he came in. Did you yeah. see him when he came out? And he was just shaking his shaking head his as he head. was driving out the pit. I was going to say, this isn't the... F- I mean, we had this... Um, we just stretched back a little bit to Monaco. Yeah. Oh, Similar sort of situation yeah. where... The double just- stacking. Right, come in. No, stay out, stay out. And he's, he's already, already in the pit yeah. and he's practically behind signs. Yeah, you have to feel for both the drivers when Ferrari have delivered, like, you can't knock the Ferrari team. They've delivered a great car. So people are sort of saying, oh, well, the Ferrari team are costing the drivers. No, they've, they've delivered uh, 80% or 70% of what they need to do, which is a good car. Yeah. The, Although, other, the other is the strategy. 
making yeah. sure that actually that car can be utilized as best as possible that's where mercedes used to be you know if we look back to 14 15 16, 16 yeah um, that's where they had their extra dump their, their they extra 10 percent yeah it was always yeah. the fact they seemed to be telepathic they yeah. almost knew what was going to happen in five laps and would make the right call you'd think they were making a bad strategy call and, and then, then something would it happen. played out and you were yeah, like well wow, like, okay. how has this happened so ferrari just haven't and in fact that it's not even that they're just doing an average job it's that they've probably made a few mistakes that their driver and the car that they've delivered alone can't overcome i think I, our friend actually said it as well and which was uh, it's weird for him to have the uh, the automotive insights <laughs> oh yes the two of us. yes but he made a very good point that ferrari seemed to have almost done what mercedes have done for the last god knows how many years where they've made a really good car for putting it on pole yeah okay the thing is that ferrari haven't followed it up with a reliable car that will get you through the race whereas mercedes made a car that could run a 500 lap race yes and it would still just be yeah. at the front just churning away you'd lap everyone 10 times well ferrari, I think... ferrari have made a car that it would be great and you'll put it on pole every week but you've got a at the moment it seems a 50 50 percent chance a 50 50 chance sorry of whether you'll actually finish the race or not yeah and i think this is a consequence of that whole you can make your engine as fast as you want but you can't modify it any further for the next four years yeah but if it's unreliable if it breaks and breaks down, which is why uh, a lot Bull, of teams are having some some reliability issues. Red Bull uh, had them at the start of the season. It's yeah. obvious Ferrari have had them. Even Mercedes are. Well, yeah, there was one know. point where all the Ferrari powered cars were failing. Well, there yeah, was another race like where all the Mercedes powered cars yeah. were failing. So there's, you know, I mean, Alpine again, probably the because they only have their own engines and they're their only team. They have a bit of a standout here, but. Actually, when you come into the constructors and the drivers, it, yeah. it sort of says to me, oh, maybe it just looks better on track, but they're not doing the last 20%. You know, okay. Well, let me ask you this then. What is your most surprising thing of the season so far overall? Probably, and I keep talking about them, so it must be something there, that it, the Alpine. I mean, I just thought Alpine would be finishing. Yeah. I, I just didn't think we'd see them on TV much. I thought they'd be fighting yeah. in 10th, maybe 12th. Um, I'm a bit surprised with what's happened with Aston Martin only because yeah. Canada was just a fantastic example of I I just don't get it you know in the practice sessions in the wet uh, Vettel was challenging well for the top I mean he was in the top three mm -hmm. uh, Stroll was in the mid of the top ten yeah, and then so, Quali rolls round. And, and Quali, and you, know, you heard, <laughs> heard both of them on the radio just saying, it's like you've delivered me a completely different car. And yeah. you just wonder, what could they have done in an hour and a half to this yeah. car that they just can't deliver the lap? So that surprised me because I did think this would be... I didn't think Aston Martin would go out and win the championship, but I did think this would be a push-on from last you season. You thought they'd be up with your sort of McLarens. And... Yeah, and actually what's happened where I've thought that, because I thought in turn Alpine might run backwards a little bit, Alpine yeah. have actually pushed on from their previous performances. And AlphaTauri seem to be taking a slight half a step backwards. I was going to say, that's what surprised me. And they, McLaren. Yeah, I, I think the thing with McLaren is they're in this this middle ground of not quite knowing what to do. They've got two I great think, drivers. Yeah, I think what they've got, though, is they've got two great drivers. One driver is really suited for their car. And yeah. one driver, they just cannot deliver a car that he is suited to so this is almost like the, the verstappen album yeah at red bull uh, right. I, I think that's i think that's where it's going i just i just don't see them deliver 
I think they're two. They are two fantastic drivers. There's no. There's no two ways about that. Mm. I don't see that McLaren can deliver a car that will suit them both. So because they are so separate in the way they like their cars set up. Yes. Yes. No. It's a very good point. And, and, that, and they drive. It's like you I, know that. It's not possible to make a car that different. No. Not unless you are basically saying we're going to split the development of these cars down yeah. the middle, and you you simply just don't do that. That's no. why Red Bull are doing okay this season. Because Perez has a similar, I'm not saying he's exactly the same, but he's got a similar style to Max. I also think Perez is just a great adapter. Oh, yeah. So I think Verstappen can say, I still want to drive this thing on the nose. And where other drivers have really struggled to get that concept around their head. Maybe Perez already had a a lean towards that, but he's been able to just go, okay, how do I make that fast? And really sort of catch it up. But who's the one other driver that has been really good in that Red Bull? In the last, in the last eight years, driving it on the nose, uh, Albon, Ricardo. Was, oh, okay. I was going to say Albon, but, uh, uh, but, <laughs> but then he didn't get. He only got half. But yeah, Ricardo was. That was yeah, when he was well, in his best form. When Ricardo, he was there. and they haven't. De- they can't deliver him a car that drives like the Red Bull. No, this thing because Ricardo at one point, I'm trying to remember the season where there was a serious. You weren't, you know, to say that he could win the world championship was a serious statement. Yeah. I can't remember what season it was. Might have been the one where he won at Monaco then, maybe, or the mm. one where he lost at Monaco. Yeah, there was definitely a race where you sort of said, "Look, you know." Yeah. But then Verstappen came in, and Ricardo obviously saw whatever he could see from the inside and made yeah. his move. Um, I, th- I think for me, that's that's my takeaway for the season so far. Is the, the one thing I want to add though, Sam? Yeah. Surprise of the season. Okay. Hass. Yeah, I was going to go Alfa Romeo, but yeah, uh, I can well, go. Up. Let's let's just split them into two. Yeah, okay. Because Alfa Romeo, I'm very surprised, but I'm happy for. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought possibly Bottas could do something with that team, and you kind of think he, there's a driver there bringing a lot of experience. Yeah. Haas started the season like you just it just seemed to be falling down the stairs. That's very. They true. lost a the driver, <laughs> then they lost their main title sponsor, and you thought there's no way <laughs> this team are going to be five seconds behind everything else. And even yeah. if they've made a good car, there is too much going into this season that's going to rattle them. And where are they going to get a driver from? And they give their old friend Kevin a call. Yeah. And from that and he's point, done brilliantly. Yeah, and, I, and I'm very happy for them. I think there's been an amazing achievement by the team. But I, unlike with Alpha, where I was kind of going into the season thinking, I wonder what Bottas can do. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many conversations he's had with Raikkonen. And they've sort of said, because Raikkonen has been building that team up. Yeah, of course. And I wonder how much of that is going to transition. They're used to the Finnish mentality. So maybe that will help as well, just as as they transition to have a new lead driver in that team. Bottas is going to be more comfortable because he's got a longer, what he he always wanted, that longer contract. So it didn't, you know, I was sort of like, I hope it happens. And then I was like, oh, it did. Great. Mm -hmm. Haas, though, it's like, no, if you'd said to me, Haas could beat Williams. Oh yeah, no, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, and the the only people I'm really gutted for are because I th- I thought Williams would have a better season this yeah. year. Yeah, I didn't think they would be competing much more than just trying to get into the points. You thought but... the bottom ten would be a lot closer. Yes, like they'd be swapping yes. around a lot. That's a that's a good race. point. I, I did. I, I didn't think it would be so cemented. The only team that really have slipped down there and seemed to struggle is AlphaTauri. They seem to have just gone down there and yeah. not been able to get themselves jumped back up. For me, and it's a weird one, the thing that I've got to take away from the season so far, if I had to write a title for the season, 
so far. I might get some writing out of him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, my title would be, where does Ricardo go? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, but uh, who it's, it's not a case of I'm sitting here saying, let's talk about where he could move to. It's a case of, I think he's lost in Formula One now. Not as in he has lost Formula One. No, no. But he's lost within the Formula One bracket. And I, I, I don't actually think there is anywhere for him to go. I think he's got to either stay. But he's not going to go there because they're not going to get rid of signs or Leclerc. Um, are they going to get rid of signs? This is what I mean. What point. I'm not saying is let's talk about what other teams yeah, he could yeah, go yeah. to. It's a case of I think that it's been and gone. I think that the horses, the horses bolted. The train has left the station. The cars pulled away from the service station. Could you possibly see there being the planes left the airport? <laughs> the boats left the port. If he was to leave McLaren, if and it's a, at this moment it's a big if. But if there was that to happen, could there be a possibility that Haas would turn to Schumacher and say, "Can we have you in the reserve seat for a year, right, to develop yourself further?" And we have Ricardo in the seat. I just don't think he'd go there. Yeah, no, it's a I guess point. it's how much he'd want to stay in Formula One because he's all the re, the reason he left Red Bull was he wanted to go somewhere where he could develop fight and for the championship. Fight for and Renault championship. said that Renault said they would be. And to be fair to Renault, he probably just as he left, there, to be fair. just as he left, they really started to ramp themselves up. And... But I, I mean, I I really hope it turns around for him. Oh, so do I. But so do I. You can all. It's if there's one thing you know about Ricardo. Mm. After you said, if I said to you, Ricardo, give me a thing about him, you'd say last the late breakers. After that, you'd say he's always smiling. Yeah. And that has been lost this season. I to think. an extent. To an extent. I'm not saying he's miserable, yeah. but you can almost see that sort of glint in his eye. The smile's still there, but the glint in the eye just seems to have faded ever so slightly. And I really hope that he somehow manages to get that back. And I really hope he just manages to just switch himself onto that car. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, he'll know, won't he? I mean, he knows what his performance is I, th I think i think the rest of this season now is make it or break it really for him yeah with a top team anyway well it will look good on the uh drive to survive uh documentary when they do that for him next year yeah like that, you know <laughs> uh well it will because he'll be like did they contact sam and ask him about what yes. he thought because they've gone with like the line make it or break it and stuff yeah, and yeah. i heard that from some really knowledgeable chap who got oh he absolutely dominated a quiz at the beginning yeah. of the <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i think the the main takeaways after Canada, we're sort of left a bit open in the idea that we may still have three teams competing because after yeah. Baku, it looked like, well, to be honest, after Baku, it looked like Red Bull were going to win and if Ferrari could get their car working, they'd take yeah. second. Now, after, after Canada, I think it's back to three I th I teams. think we see how this weekend goes. Well, Silverstone Silverstone's next. It's so, this yeah. weekend when you release this podcast. I was trying to be sorry. I sorry. was trying to be seamless. No, well, I just said Silverstone's <laughs> next. But yeah, okay. You said next weekend. You'll you'll release this on a Tuesday. It'll be this weekend. Uh, this will be our Saturday podcast. So this will be the weekend. People of, would be watching qualifying in a, so a round now. We'll see how this weekend goes with Silverstone. Yes, <laughs> you can edit all that out. It's fine. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think then we make a decision on whether Mercedes are going to be able to. Fair enough. Was it a flash in the pan at Canada? Yeah. Are they going to be back to the pause in? There's a lot of long, bumpy straights. When's the mid-season break? Do we go to Austria first? I'd go to Austria. So. I think they do a little tour around a few of them around there. I'm sure we'd go to Spa, wouldn't we? I can have a look if you want. No, Spa's September. Um, if you and can. Monza is September. So Silverstone, then it'll be a two-week gap, I guess, for the Austrian. 
And I think that might be, there might be one more in there, but that I think will be it for this end of the season, for the summer break. Bear with me, please. <laughs> I'm just trying to think what else there could go. Oh, it could be France. Yeah, from, uh, could go to France, actually. It might be right, Silverstone. So we're going July, 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 <laughs> August. All right, so it's after. So we go Silverstone, Austria, France, Hungary, Spa, as I said. But, but Spa's September. That's after Spa's break. August. Is it? So it, it, you know, it's, oh, the, it's, it's the first one back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. First, yeah okay. it's not September, though. It's August. What date? The 26th and 28th. Oh, so it could be September next year, depending yeah, but, on how the weekend's fall. Yeah, but this year it's August. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when's the, when's, the, when's the last... The one last one before the break is, is Hungary. Hungary. Yeah. And that's... So we've got four more. We've got um, Silverstone, wow. Austria, France, Hungary. Are they doing one every single weekend in um, July? Or? Yes. Are they really? Uh, no. There's the 1st and 3rd, 8th and 10th. Yeah. Then we jump to the 22nd, 24th, 29th, 31st. There's five weekends in July. They're missing the middle one. Ah, okay. Yes. So between Austria and Ooh, France. Oh, there's a lot of Formula 1 coming up, Sam. Yeah, I know. And we're judging by the way my other half plans my calendar. I'll see probably half a race at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's move on. Okay. Uh, I know we've got a car story to do, Sam. Okay, yeah. Do you want to do your thing first? Yeah, I'm going to do my thing. Because we it... can always keep the listeners tantalised and yes. bump it to next week. The <laughs> um, only quick thing I wanted to say is I think that there is an argument to be had now for car cars being... When, we, when, when I say to someone, and when I did the vintage photography or the classic yeah, yeah. car stuff, I, I said, think I just just quickly. I think we're going to disagree on this, so this will be interesting. Okay, uh, when I said you know it's been refurbished or it's been uh, rebuilt, mm-hmm. then people very rarely heard you say that about something that I, the the newest car I think that I ever wrote that on a description for was the Clio Williams. It's about ninety five, ninety three, okay. may have been. So it's early nineties. I didn't write that for anything newer than that ever. Everything else was much older, that you know, nut and bolt rebuilds, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm starting to wonder why, and I think it would probably be better, instead of people buying new cars, mm-hmm. we started to look at stuff that was built in the 2000s and said, if that had a mild refresh, yeah. i.e. some sort of rebuild on the engine, doesn't have to go too far, clean the heads out. Uh, I mean, engines, to be honest, if you cleaned up any carbon deposits in the in the cylinders i know i might be getting a bit technical for some people but basically if you gave it a refresh uh, yeah. mechanically put new suspension on it because these cars have now usually got old suspension uh-huh. new set of brakes cleaned up the bodywork and then put a couple of bits inside like uh, a modern audio system with navigation i can't see why then they're not getting a new lease of life and instead of that we're just throwing them away you know if you think uh, I don't know. We'll pick out a Golf GTI. We'll pick out the car that we'll use as the example. My car. Okay, we'll pick out an, an Astra. 2010. Astra. Yeah. Vauxhall Astra 1.8 SRI exterior pack. Yeah. So that's a two, so it's 12 years old. Uh, 12 years old. Yeah. So if that had, let's say... Because this is where we're going to disagree. This will, this will be the good conversation. Topic. Yeah, it's a good. Cool. It's a good um, sounding board for So 1,500 to 2,000 pounds, let's say, you spent on that car. That would be suspension all round. That would yeah. be a re- refresh of the engine. Mm-hmm. And some good interior, um, you know, or a, well, a decent infotainment nav system put yep. in there with Bluetooth and everything else. And then polish up the paintwork, make it fresh and brand new. Right. 
clean up all the chips, um, anything that needed remedial work, do it. Okay. You've got to convince me to keep this car. So far, you haven't. Okay. So why would you change it? Because it's just not economical enough. What I'm getting from yeah. that car, I could get in an equivalent new car, I'd be getting almost double. No, you wouldn't. Well, I'd be getting an extra half at least. So what, what sort of miles per gallon do you get from your car? 35. Right. In real world running, unless you went for a less powerful vehicle, mm-hmm. I doubt you would get much more than three or four miles to the gallon extra. You don't think? Because, because modern engineering... If we're talking equivalent power... I'm not talking equivalent engine size because you can get a lot more yeah. from a lot less now. You would probably be able to get with having, you know, I know your driving style well and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you, could prob- <laughs> <laughs> you could probably get, if you went for something, and the other side of this, by the way, is that you've, you've got to switch into something more complex. So it's a small turbocharged engine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, is what you need. You could get 45 miles to the gallon. Right. Okay. So that's 10 increase. Okay. Yeah? yeah. So that's, that's saving you money there. The servicing costs would be higher, but yeah, okay. it wouldn't be it wouldn't negate the difference of the the engine, um, sorry the engine the the fuel efficiency. However, the difference is if you did spend two thousand pounds on a deposit for a newer car and then make your payments for it, yeah, you would have a fresh car that, that felt a lot newer. I'm not bothered about it. I like that car. I like the way that you well, know, the, 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 the interior of that car, the driver's seat is the bolster on the right hand side yeah. is almost collapsed. As it would, because yeah. that's how you get in and out of the car. That's, yeah. the, that's the one. Sorry, I just knocked my microphone. That's the one that always goes first. Yeah. The stereo is not great. It barely tunes into any radios. I can have, I I can have I radio know. one or heart, and yes. that's it. And heart is very, very dubious all the time. Yeah. Everything looks a bit old in that car. I don't care. I like that car. I like mm-hmm. the way it drives. I like being in it. The thing for me is that you've said, we, we actually discussed it a few podcasts ago. Yeah. I could have a... 97 to 2003 Audi S3. I think it's yes. 99 to 03, I think was the S3, wasn't it? But, yes, in the end. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what threw me when yeah. we gave the clue, yeah. I could have that currently, and if I drove the same way as I drive that, I'd yeah. get similar miles per gallon. You would. That's a much nicer car. It's got more power on tap if I want it. All right, the miles per gallon would go down if I used it, but it's there to use. With that car, the power's not there to use. I can make an overtake. Hmm. But if I'm driving down the... Do you know what the problem with that car is? And I'll tell you what you could do to improve it, to make me keep it, actually. Put a gearbox with six gears in it. Yeah, that would make a big difference. Because that car, if you're sat at 70, you're at 3,000 RPM. So It's very loud in that car. There's two things that should differentiate here. Uh, one of them is, you're right, Sam, you would be able to save money on fuel by getting something newer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's for sure. Whether Depending on what you got into would depend let, on let, yeah all right let's take that but, out of the equation then but That's then fine. if we're talking about power certainly again if we if we keep the same example of a vehicle of something newer yeah, yeah. then you could get a turbocharged engine in a, with a small capacity but that you could remap and get a lot more torque and power from now the difference would be would we be talking like my mum's polo <laughs> is that a fair comparison? yeah i mean that, that polo has a has less brake horsepower on the sheet, on the yeah. fact sheet, than your car has. But is much faster. It's torquey. Well, but this is the thing. That's a fresh new car. Yeah. So when it gets what your ages, car has yeah, lost okay. in the last 12 years, it, that car hasn't. However, I still think uh, down a country lane, the way her car drives, because of the way the torque is delivered, because it's the higher... It's only a one litre. Oh, yeah. But it's a turbocharged yeah. one. 
um, because of the way the talk's delivered, I think you wouldn't get away from her if she was going hell for leather, as nice. I'm sure she does all the time. Oh, all the time, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'd get away from her in your more powerful engines. Astro. No, which, and you've got to remember that engine is a lot heavier as well. Yes. Which I think is one of the main I things. I think the differentiating fact in what I'm talking about here is you, there are s- certainly some cars that, that do need to be crushed. Yeah. And I think my differentiating point would be if you had an Audi S3 from 2007, mm-hmm. you've got a two-litre four-cylinder turbo with 265 horsepower. If you went and bought a brand-new one from Audi today, you've got a two-litre four-cylinder 310 brake horsepower engine 50 horsepower more you could remap your old one give it a really good bit of treatment yeah. clean it up put the lace infotainment in it why would you change so, so what i think i get what you're saying now what you're saying is if you're happy with your current cars before not not so not necessarily the performance but yeah the mpg and that sort of stuff if you then give it a cleanup you'll get a little boost in mpg yeah. You'll get a boost in performance. Yeah. You get your old car back to its best. You'll probably feel like you love Why it. Why wouldn't you keep it? Because that I can understand. I would, you know, because for me, that car, it feels like it feels old now. Yeah. It feels quite brittle. Car- I don't like to take it above 65 because I feel like the car's going, stop. Yeah. Well, I think that it, it could probably do with, I'd say, a bit of an overhaul in, uh, mechanics wise on the engine. Yeah. And then it could really do with four new struts. I can definitely do some rear springs because they're corroded. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. But on the same breath, there were a lot of stuff built in 2010 that uh, has just, you know, it wasn't great on fuel at the time. And like your car, unfortunately, I'd probably put that into the ones that would end up getting crushed because the five gears date it more than anything. Oh, yeah. That's really... I don't know whether you could, but you'd have to put a new gearbox in that with six gears. But then, for example, let's say, I'll take you to a different end of this scale. Let's say you have the exact car you have now. Yeah. But you had the 2-litre turbo. Yeah. 100 and, it was only 170 horsepower. The, the non-VXR. Yeah. 170 VVT-I, horsepower. I. Yeah, it? that's always 2-litre turbo, but it was yeah. tuned down. It was a... Um, if you see them listed, does it not say 2-litre VVT something? I'm so trying you... to remember the engine code. Sorry, Sam. Um, it's a... It's a C, and oh, it's not C. Anyway, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna get it. But it's something like twenty, and then it's not let. It's like L E H or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So it's just tuned down. Mm-hmm. If you had one of those right now, yeah, you'd have 170 horsepower. And if you said miles, just like a touch more power, and to refresh the car, I'd say let's take it to an engine remappers. Mm-hmm. Let them put it on a dyno. Let them tell you oh, it probably needs freshening up. Maybe it needs. It's got a bit carbon deposits, things like that. We gave it an overhaul engine-wise. You took it to the remappers. They gave you 200 horsepower. Cleaned up the outside of it. Put new infotainment in it. Re- re- refreshed the suspension, the bushes. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, gave it a really good clean. Yeah. And you got in that and drove home. What The, the car, that the equivalent car you would get in would be the 1.4 GTC Astra, the newer yeah. one. No, I'd rather have that. Not, is, not the GTC, the, the, the Astra yeah. that I've got. This is, this is why I'm saying there are... Certainly, the limitation is engine. You're right. Yeah. And I think, I think on your age, Astra, they may have even done a one. Oh, they did a one point six turbo. Yeah, no, they did the yeah. detuned yeah, uh, yeah. Corsair VXR engine. Mm-hmm. And if you had that again, you might say, do you know what? If I could just get a little bit more out of it, refresh a few things, I'd be really happy. The trouble is, it's the generation of you got to rev your engine out to get any power from it. Yeah. And we're living at a time when fuel prices are astronomical. Well, I think that's the thing we almost need to take out of the equation because the anger at fuel prices and the what seems to be 
injustice of fuel prices. Yeah. I think clouds any argument you might have making this this statement with what you're with what you're saying. Yeah. I think we almost need to say and if I to be fair, if I took out the fuel thing, I would say, Yeah, just refresh that car and I'll keep it. This is the problem. It's only it. because I'm spending a lot of money on fuel. But yeah. like you said, I'm not gonna we've had the conversation a lot about me changing car mm. to get something more economical. And like you said, the most you're gonna get is an extra ten, maybe fifteen. Without I mean, going, without going diesel, yeah, or going down to something that's a one point two liter. Well, this is the problem: is that doesn't f- move. For example, if you so, if you had to go down to, um, uh, we'll use your mum's Polo example with a one liter turbo engine. Mm-hmm. I bet she can get probably fifty miles to the gallon. So then you are starting to make okay, but yeah. the difference is that when she drives that on a long journey, she's still only got a one liter. So yeah. that's not when she's getting 50 miles to the gallon. No. She's got to be doing an eco run a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And I'm sure she could probably even sneak out maybe 55. You know, they're, they're, So it would be more economical at all the times you're being less economical. Yeah. The trouble is, you brought up the example of when you're running on the motorway and having five gears. Yeah. Small engines that are turbocharged still struggle. Yeah. To the point, Land Rover, in the Defender, we talked mm-hmm. about the, the uh, engine ranges, They've pretty much dropped the standard two-liter non-plug-in hybrid. Oh, really? Because it is less fuel efficient than the three-liter. Well, there you go. Because it's so stressed. Because they have to rev higher. Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's in a big vehicle, and it's so stressed. When it's a hybrid, obviously, it's got the electrical assist constantly. But as a standard four-cylinder turbo, it's just so stressed all the time. Yeah. That it's always being revved out to get it anywhere. It's moving a, a heavier vehicle. Okay. And people of real world testing finding actually uh, there's more efficiency being gained from the bigger engine, and that's something we've heard about a lot. You know, if you think if you do a long cruise in a big V8, mm-hmm. actually it's not too bad. No, when you take it where... around the city, that's yeah. when it's terrible. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the uh, the opposite. Happens, Mine's good on so. like a mid range. I yes. want it. What I, the, when I get my best, when I to be honest, I think if I reset my um, miles per gallon meter. Yes. I think I'd actually go up to sort of near a 40. You probably could. But I think it's, it's when I'm doing the, the, the run on the, the A road. It's not even A road. The country roads, yeah. sorry, to work. When I'm doing 60 mile an hour, yeah. just comfortably sat in fifth at 60, doing no more than 60, maybe 55. That's when you're getting the best from the, yeah. the and, value of that car. And, and again, that's probably where, that's the, the sort of single points. If you were to pick out single points where you could do better in a different car, yeah. 60 cruising on an A-Road, yes, you would be better off in a small turbo engine. Mm-hmm. But all the other bits around it is where it, you can start to lose. And this is why they, we were, we've essentially seen in the Volkswagen group, they have pretty much s- narrowed themselves down they make a four-cylinder, two-litre turbo engine Yeah, for almost everything. Mm-hmm. The Porsche Macan, the basic one, two-litre, it's got a Golf R engine. Okay. Yeah. It, then if you think about anything in the, in the whole of VW, Audi, mm-hmm. Skoda, say all of their range, they do a 1.4, they do a two-litre. Okay. And it's because years ago they worked out the exact bore and stroke of a two-litre and four-cylinders and turbocharging and how to make it the most efficient with the most power. Yeah. And so they didn't end up with a six-cylinder or an eight-cylinder or a three-cylinder. They ended up with a four-cylinder turbo at that exact size. And that's why yeah. they haven't changed it in 10 years. 
they probably won't change it until they until they just get rid of it altogether. It, this is the yeah. thing, yeah. And so I think we're at that point. That engine was introduced in about two thousand and nine. So if you think the original versions of that engine in the yeah. Golfs of the time, and now we're getting to that point where people go, oh, it's getting a bit. Well, it's about the same age as your car. Yeah. And they're saying the same thing. Oh, it just doesn't ride so nice anymore, and it's just a bit tired, and the but arm, if, the bolster's a little bit worn. Yeah. See, I don't mind that. If you could, if you could just, I guess, if you could just refresh the engine, which is you can do. You can, yeah. It's then, just the, the difference is the engineering you have at the time. You have a VVTI. Yeah. Which was the engineering of the time, trying to get that bit more out, mm -hmm. revving it. If petrol was fifty p a litre, you wouldn't find. Or well, even a pound. Yeah, even a pound. Yeah. But the point being, if petrol was cheap, the way you would have to drive that car to get the power out of it wouldn't bother you so much but no it I mean, wouldn't this is why people in saudi arabia are all driving corvettes yeah it's... well i'd also i'd have a vxr at this point yes probably. exactly <laughs> that yeah but it's just a just to point that out like i just think i think it's a really good point you make when it comes to your your let's say standard cars like the, the middle of the road cars yeah, yeah. that most people buy when we start talking about vxrs focus sts yeah. uh it's i mean it's a bit different audi s i mean the audi s3 example i gave if yeah. you you could buy one for five thousand pounds, spend five thousand pounds, you have a great Audi S3, mm -hmm. and you'd have fifty horsepower less than the one that's forty thousand pounds from the dealership. Now, of course, you will not have LED dancing headlights. You won't have you a want. virtual cockpit and all this sort of stuff. But but do you, do you if you don't if you're not too fussed about that, which I'm not too fussed about. That, I have to. I say, don't like all of the technology we have now. Mm. I'd like to go back five or six years, and that's where the technology was. Do at. you remember? Well, you could the, just. Well, you could get in your car. Yeah. Your phone would connect to it, so you, so you can just play your music. Yes. And no, that I, don't, was it. I don't need I don't need my phone screen to be on the car screen. Yeah. I don't need that. I know some people like it, and if you like it, that's fine. And if you don't like it, and you just want a tape player, that's also fine. Have a record player in there for all I care. <laughs> yeah. You probably get done for changing the records. But can you imagine three <laughs> points for changing your vinyl? Yeah. <laughs> I was changing the track, officer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but all I want is just to be able to connect my phone so that if someone calls me, I can answer it. it and I can listen to my playlists and I can just change the song with the skip track button on my steering wheel. Yeah. That's all I'm fussed about. I don't I don't want to need an 85 inch screen in the car. I'm happy with a four inch screen. I'm not bothered. It's, I mean, if we if we think back to the Golf GTI I used to own, the Mark V, mm -hmm. that needed. Uh, a, a refurb effectively yeah it did yeah. but then if we if we think that the journeys we did in that car the time we had in it the fun yeah. we had in it that was uh, if we'd had a new Golf GTI I mean I can see some of the new stuff I start to think yep yeah, great gimmicks and they entertain me for I don't know a day yeah you know especially but that would be it especially the way we look at cars because we don't get too much time to sort of yeah. assess them it, we might have a day an hour or whatever else mm -hmm. if someone someone might say so we've got I think you guys really need to check out. Yeah. So and and yeah, great. These are all things you can say. They're like, good toys. We talk about them on the podcast. We can write about them, whatever. But actually, when when it comes to that point of you're paying three hundred pounds a month, four hundred pounds a month, like whatever your payment is, or you've paid out, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, yeah. fifty thousand pounds. How much more are you getting delivered today than you were ten, fifteen, twenty years ago? Do you remember we did that uh, Instagram post a while ago? About the interiors, yes. Pick yeah, your yeah, favourite yeah. generation, yeah. And we both ended up. I think Neither you, of us picked the new one. No, you ended up on the previous decade, yeah. And I ended up on the decade before that, so yeah. the sort of two thousands, two thousand ten, and you were ten to to twenty, yeah. And so we were basically in a, around the same place mm -hmm. 
because that's when they had something about them. I don't, I don't really like the it way... It was a nice place to be. Yes, it was. Yeah. I don't really like the way some EV companies do it, where it's a screen, a steering wheel, some pedals, off you go. That's got no character to me. No. I don't like it when you get in some stuff and it's like, here's an LED strip over the dashboard, here's 50 vents, 100 screens, and this thing dances when you get in and says hello. It's yeah. Like, my car is an object. I, I love cars. Yeah. But it's an object. I don't want it to say hello to me. It's not no. a person. No. I don't want to replace people. No. I have friends for that. Mm-hmm. You know. And if I didn't have friends for that, I'd probably rather go out and try and get some than talk to my car. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, yeah. just personal preference. But, yeah. you know. So, I just, for me, I think there's a, and it, if we also were talking on the lines of, let's say the government said tomorrow, if your vehicle is over 10 years old, and this happened mm-hmm. in 2008, Vehicles over, I can't remember what, the, what year it was. I think it might, it might have been 12 years old or 15 or 10. Yeah. I can't remember the exact dates. But if it's over X period old and your Astra was in that, mm-hmm. you can have, let's say you can have £4,000 off a new car. Let's say yeah, 5000 yeah. because okay. new cars are very expensive. Yeah, yeah. The trouble is for you, Sam, if you're sat there at home and you're thinking, okay, you know, you've got your mortgage, you've got your payments, you know how much you're, you're sitting there thinking, I've never had a new car. I could send my car to the crusher mm-hmm. in this scenario. Yeah. And let's just say you did the maths and you, you sat there and you said, I can, I can afford this particular, let's say it was a new Vauxhall. Yeah. The new Astra actually mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah, yeah. either plug-in or whatever else. So you went into the Vauxhall dealer, your car's still got decades left in it if someone will refresh it. Yeah. But instead, you're now in a new Astra and your Astra's been crushed. So your Astra's gone. Yeah. And to me, that... That doesn't really feel like the answer. It feels like a better answer to say, could we give this a good refresh, make it as efficient as possible, change the catalytic converter for a brand new one? Yeah. Because that obviously has been sucking up emissions its whole life. It's mm-hmm. probably primed for a change. It's, change. it's changing the bits as opposed to just binning it. Exactly. It's changing the whole aspect of the attitude of society where, well, this is old. I'll put it in the bin and get a new one. Which is mad when you think about how much of your car, if we just... If we were to part out your car, yeah, there's certain bits of it that are old. The catalytic converter is old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be no good. No one would pay you anymore. Well, people pay you scrap metal money yeah, for yeah, it, of course. Okay, the the rest of the exhaust system is old. Mm-hmm. The suspension is old. But if we then start to go, what about the wheels, the body, yeah. the windows, you know, the windscreen, all fine, <laughs> the bonnet, the lights, the engine itself, the interior, of the dashboard, all the electrical systems, the ECU that runs through it, the seats, the the, the bulbs. The armrest, the bulbs, you know, the the roof, the aerial that's on top of the roof, mm-hmm. the license plates that are on it. Well, they're Just, brand new. <laughs> they are brand new. <laughs> but you start to add these things up, and you're like, "What's going to happen to all those things? Oh, they just get crushed, and then we go to a factory, and we make all brand new stuff." And that sounds nice for me. You're all like, oh, new, and then you realise well, it's got no character, is it? It's got no character, and you've just created a lot of waste. Yeah. At a time when you, we're yeah, it might be recycled. But you've got to use all the energy to do the recycling. Exactly that. So it's still energy. People yeah. can say, oh, it's recycled. It's like, yeah, but how do, hang on, how does the crusher work? Yeah. Well, we pull energy, we, we run it off diesel. And then how does that get that changed into something It new? gets put onto a lorry that's running yeah. off diesel. And that gets taken to a recycling centre. Where it's got to be worked on for a while to they make it smelt down new. the metal. They've yeah. got to separate every little part because yeah. they've got to get some metal at the end of it. Smelt it down, create liquid metal, form it into a shape, a, a flat panel. Then it's got to go off to a factory. Yeah. It's got to be smashed into a, a shape. It's like, yeah, great. It's recycled. But you know what? By the end of it, you kind of think, 
he might as well just dug it out of the ground. I mean, considering the the footprint you'd be doing just to just to renew it, this is would the, be a lot less. Yeah, this is the thing: is just to renew it, and and some people's argument will be, well, it will never be as clean. Yeah, it will never be as clean as something that's brand brand. But new. you're not going to make as much of a footprint to change it to, to manufacture it. People that they think about the immediate of well, this does this, but the new thing will do this. Not about well, what happens to this old thing. What am I causing by throwing this old thing away? Yeah. And then what am I causing? Right, well, you've won me round, obviously, because I've completely <laughs> changed my stance. Say, yeah. And then what am I causing? I wasn't even trying to by buying the new thing. Yeah. Well, if, the... keeping the old thing, fixing it creates just for argument's sake, five of whatever we're measuring things in. Yeah. Getting rid of the old thing, buying a new thing creates twenty of whatever we're measuring badness. In. Yeah. Why would you not do the thing that's... And then fine? you could say over time, there might be 15 more, over the next 20 years, 15 more pollutions coming out of your old thing. Yeah. So then they're equal after a decade. The problem is a lot of people... You've also saved yourself a lot of money. And you've saved the environment a lot of yeah. it. This is the thing, a lot of people, they just want to say, well, this car was built in 2010. Mm-hmm. This one is 2020. So the, the, we don't start the, um, the, the starting pistol at 2020, yeah. which is today to figure out the future we start the starting pistol for you at 2010 and for you at 2020 it's like yeah. well we're already in 22 yeah so why don't we start the starting pistol today mm-hmm. of all the pollution from today because we can't do anything about the last 12 years that your astra has been running around no exactly but we can do everything about tomorrow mm-hmm. so refreshing it and again phones you know look i i inadvertently do things that are probably good for the environment yeah. Because I'm cheap. Because you're cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way that Sam didn't even need prompting. Yeah. He was, he was and in ripped. fairness, I have never thrown away my old phones. I still have all my old phones. Yeah. But this thing, if you, you're using something until the point where it is basically no longer useful. Yeah. And the, the, my phone, you know, I, I think I had my old one for four years. It got to a point where it was no longer usable. Yeah. And so I got a new one. And before that, I had one for about three years. Before that, yeah, I was, you've always I was been quite good at keeping them. Because, and I, Whereas because I, I'm slowly getting there. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I was going through the you phone every five minutes. You used to like to do the, the quick check. Yeah. But the phone is just one of those things. For me, it was an expensive item. You know, was it, I was either travelling or I was at university. or I was just in a position yeah, well, where... You, it, it was born out of you not being able to change it. And then you sort of carried that on into the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> but phones got ridiculously expensive. Oh, they are about a grand This is least. the problem. Someone yeah. says to me, £1,000 for a phone, I leave the store. Like that's yeah. the, I, I inadvertently well, I should go somewhere that sells them at a normal price. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> and oh, nowhere does. Well, I shall wait. I'll wait until it's. How's your week been, mate? You should, you won't believe it. I've been to fifty-two different shops, and yeah. they all try and tell me yeah. that a phone is a thousand pounds. I just I wouldn't. To me, the problem is I every, all of my metrics in my head are done by cars. Yeah. When someone says to me this phone is twelve hundred pounds, I immediately remember in my head well, that's two cars that I <laughs> saw. A diesel Range Rover with 190,000 miles on it that was just about still running and had valid MOT for the same money. Yeah. And I think there is no way in my <laughs> life that yeah. that is. And other people are thinking, oh, yeah, the phone's worth a lot more. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is a full Range Rover. I'm going to go and have that. Nothing. That might not even make it home and it's still more. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. holding my hand. 100% but, with you on that one. Now. And, and we've heard this with fast fashion. You know, people just yeah. wearing stuff, throwing it away. Again, I'm too cheap for that. Oh, I don't remember. I mean, to be fair, my partner buys me presents of 
clothes. Yeah, because she realises that you've got holes in them. So yeah, but <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Before I met her, I think the last time I actually went shopping must have been. Oh, we're talking years. Yeah, yeah. Apart from like buying socks and underwear and yeah. stuff like that. Last time I bought like a hoodie or a pair of jeans. Yeah, I've had the same pair of jeans now for probably five years. Yeah, I had a pair of jeans. And this, they've got at least another five left in it. <laughs> I had a pair of jeans that I was starting to wear a hole in. And I convinced myself, as this hole grew around the knee area, yeah. that fashion. It, it was fashion. Yeah. And that I would just keep wearing them. And See, then it... now these work shorts that I'm currently sat here in, I yeah. mean, luckily we're not filming this bit. Yeah. But Sam I'm Sam showing you my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> you can, I don't know if you can actually see, but they're no. starting. I've had these yeah. for five years now, these shorts. Okay, that's right? good going. I yeah. haven't worn them for that yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've had them for five years. The crotch is starting to get sort of, you know, where it gets thinned. Yes. Slightly because you're sat down. on stuff and you're yeah. rubbing stuff while you sat on it. Yeah. You know, you sort of rub on a seat as you're moving yeah, around. Yeah, just wears the, the material down. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon there's probably another year or so left in these yeah, ones. Yeah, probably, yeah. This is the thing. But some people are going, oh, well, they look, they've got the, you know, the colours faded ever so slightly. We'll put those in the bin. And you just, when I hear bin, yeah. I, I just... Oh, have you got some leftover food? Yeah. Yes, exactly. The bones yeah. of a chicken yeah. that you've eaten. And it's not a case I'm saying, oh, I'm betting than when I see. I'm just cheap. Yeah. And simple as that. When, when, when we were building our studio and I was looking for different things and I was like, so the arms that hold our microphones up are yeah. brand new. Yeah. Solely because I could not find a no. new set of arms. Exactly. Your microphone though, Sam, I did not buy that brand new. Good. It was like a lightly, you know, someone had bought it, they'd used it three times, decided they, I think they... I think they might have brought it for podcasting. Yeah. Decided it wasn't for them. And I saw that and I thought, well, hold on. That's a matching one to the one I've mm-hmm. got. Uh, perfect. I don't have to pay the retail price on it. Yeah, exactly. Person, yeah there's a discount for me. So that's all Same good. with your computer screen. But the computer, the, the iMac that I've got, I didn't, you know, I looked at the new ones, £2,000. Mm-hmm. And then I just said, okay, well, I want Retina display. I want this, that, and the other. What's the newest? but old yeah that i could get found that one had a search it was just that thing of it's sometimes you make decisions in life because of other reasons as i say for me it's being a bit cheap yeah and then you look at it and you think well actually inadvertently there's very few things just in in our studio if i look around us that have been produced new for us they've had no, use yeah, somewhere true. else yeah, yeah. at some point i mean obviously the sound then has to be new because yeah i couldn't find you know Sound deadening generally, yeah. studios have it and, and they then, destroy it and throw it out yeah, because of, of the way it's stuck to yeah. them. But uh, just to me, the natural step is then cars. And I say, yeah, if, if a Range Rover, you know, that is say £10,000 and it's up 200,000 miles and it's on its last legs, and someone says, well, the chassis is still good, it needs some new airbag suspension, it needs new uh, emissions controls put on it, and a really good refresh on the engine. And then if we just clean up the interior, make it, you know, maybe rebolster a few things, retrim a few things. This is a luxury car. Yeah. It will still feel to most people that get in it like a 50, 60,000 pounds car. Yeah, so definitely. The same, I say, with your Astra, it's a, it's a similar thing. If, yeah, it's not going to Well, you want me round. Well, there we go. <laughs> it only well, took you half hour. I've got, I've got one more person. <laughs> Let's start a crusade. Yes. <laughs> so I think we'll have to knock your Astra story on. It, w- it would appear... As I, I said to you at the beginning, you I did. think in this podcast, I said, you promised you've, been, it in... you've been brave. So I think we promised it three podcasts. You <laughs> promised it in the 50th. Yep. We promised it in the last podcast. And, and, promised and we it promised again. it today. 
it's definitely i tell you what we'll start with it next time can you make a note on your pad yeah I will. So that, that the first thing we do well i will be... do as long as you can tell your partner not to come in and keep writing obscenities on my pad <laughs> that i sometimes accidentally <laughs> she almost knows read that out. sam's gonna pop in when she's not here and uh and she just thinks, oh, I'll, I'll put some, I'll put a message to him. It's never nice. I have written <laughs> in massive letters, and I should just leave it there. There's no space to write anything else on this. No. <laughs> Although I should have listened to that by the time that I uh, yeah, this come over next. Yeah. So do your worst. Right. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, a reminder is... Sorry, ever... we've not had any topics, really, again. <laughs> we, sort we, did, we did our quiz. We had a couple of pot topics, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, then don't forget you can, so whatever podcast app you're using, you can just hit like a, a subscribe or a follow. Yeah. And that means that when when the new podcast comes out, generally speaking, I think we, so far we've always done Tuesday, Tuesday Saturday, and Saturday. It? And it'll but, just drop straight into your Yeah, it will just... Your uh, app. I have it so that I follow our podcast so that I can check them. Yeah, well, I've got them in mind. It just drops yeah. in, just flashes up a notification up, saying there's a new one. There's so. a new one. So that way you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do anything. Uh, so yeah, if you if you're enjoying the podcast, give us a follow, and if you are enjoying it, uh, just a, a a rating or a review actually does really help us out. When I look at the analytics, and I see if any of you have sort of left, yeah, you know, either a nice review or you've left a rating uh, across the the problem is it's dispersed across quite a wide number of uh, yeah. podcast companies. But, but I look at it and I see the jump. I it's, think the main thing is if you do enjoy it. If you don't, then that's fine. It's not for you, and yeah, you know, yeah. we don't expect everyone to. Listen to it. If you do enjoy it, the more that you subscribe, interact, like, comment, the more it gets put out there for other people. The more listeners we get, the more we're going to be able to do with it. Then we might be able to start doing different content. We could do more videos. We can. Yeah. The, the more you help us out by doing the little things, the more we can hopefully help you out doing the bigger things that yeah, you're going to enjoy exactly more. Exactly that. Yeah. So. Uh, and so we've got the YouTube channel. I'm I'm sort of uploading bits and pieces on there now, just trying to get a feel for it for what we want to do. Yeah, we'll eventually put some of our projects and some. We've got some quite exciting stuff that we will do in the future for that. But mm-hmm. at the minute, we're just sort of figuring it out because YouTube, whenever you start a channel, it takes a bit of time just to get yeah, its yeah, traction. So we're letting that happen at the minute, putting up some clips. I did a Range Rover Sport buyer's guide on the other day. Mm-hmm. With what I thought was a hilarious ending, and my partner thought was confusing and rubbish. Was okay. words. Well, I'll watch it later. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, of course, Instagram, if you want to message me, Facebook, if you want to message Sam, it's just all the miles driven. Thanks for listening, everyone. We really do appreciate it. And uh, well, we shall see you we'll next see week you, with, with the story. With the story. <laughs> see you, everyone. Cheers.